everyone. This is Nick with Tenacity.ai with my co-host Jason, and you're listening to the Cloud Cost Optimization Podcast. Um, today's topic, we're going to get a little bit technical. We're going to dive down into uh, storage and the sorts of, of cost drivers that come with storage. Storage isn't often, uh, for, for a lot of organizations, it isn't often the most expensive. There are organizations where it is the most expensive part of their cloud spending, but but typically compute falls into that, that category. But what we see in storage is a lot of mistakes that are made in managing that storage um, that lead to uh, uh, significant cost overages over time and the sort of overages that continue or the sort of spending that continues to compound upon itself. Uh, it, can get, it can get really out of control uh, uh, over over time. So we're going to talk about some of those specific instances, what, what happens and some us. of the things you should be thinking about. <laughs> so it did happen to us, right? Uh, it did uh, happen, so, yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we had a, a case where um, uh, our storage, uh, we had uh, uh, versioning enabled and did not have lifecycle policies to uh, cycle out that data. Um, and what what was happening was it was a part of our data staging process for loading data, which caused you know that storage to explode you know fifty to a hundred times greater than was needed for yeah. the process itself. And you know important lesson for for us in creating you know a, a, a model scale uh, infrastructure. Um, it's easy to you know lose that in in dozens or hundreds of of buckets. It was repeated by code, right? Right, and, and yes, it was repeated like by code. A, That's right. Wasn't like it was a it was it was a oh, there were good intentions behind the reason, right? Uh, for turning in versioning on. I mean, you, the, 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 the reason why you could listen to the reason why it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But what's often forgot about is, well, what about the policy that, that deletes these things? Because if you don't, if you just enable versioning, it will just grow exponentially. That's listen, all that will I, happen. And it'll never I, life cycle it out. <laughs> I will own, I will own this. I am sure it's a bad decision I made when someone asked me, uh, do we ever want to leave that, you know, to lose this data? And I'm going, no, of course not. We want to keep this data uh, to train AI and so on. And, and didn't follow it up with, oh, we should probably kill that after a year of age or a 30 days of age. I, I you know, we just, yeah, was, well, it was a decision made. The content, well, again, the, the, but, but again, Nick, you're, you're faced with a lot of the same decisions that our customers are facing, right? Absolutely. It's like somebody comes to you and says, hey, we have the option of storing every version of this file. And the first thing you think of is, hell, Google. Of course. Google Workspaces <laughs> does it for me. Uh, uh, right. uh, uh, Microsoft Word does it for me. It costs me nothing, right? It, it comes with the service, right? So from from our context, if you don't have the deep, because not everybody's going to know that if I turn on life cycling, it's never going it, to, it's just not something you would know. So it's, and my, my point about saying that it's it's like, it's often a, 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 a decision that's made this with no malice is because that typically is what it is. If somebody's like, right. oh, I don't want to ever delete any of this data. Let me turn on versioning. So it starts off in this place of, I want to protect the organization most of the time, right? And it ends in a place of, holy shit, why did you make that decision, right? I mean, it just, that's that's what it turns into. 
And so um, with, you know, again, we talk about infrastructure life cycle. Storage life cycle is the same, same concept, right? The more data I'm storing, the harder it's going to be for me to find. <laughs> the more data I'm storing that I don't need, uh, right? It, the harder it's going to be for me to find something and the more I'm going to spend on it and oftentimes in places that you don't need to spend well, it. By the way, the more data that you have that's in error, that is building up, the harder it is to push the button that says delete it. Um, you know, when that's a hundred terabytes, oh, yeah. it's so much harder than when it's like a gigabyte. It, it really, and, and, it really truly is. And one could argue that it makes the data set in itself less valuable, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. right? I mean, whether that's less valuable to a potential acquirer, whether that's less valuable for use internally, if I have a bunch of data that I shouldn't have and don't need, it, it's just going to cause issues down the road. And so making sure that, one, you're storing what you need to store and you're saving it for an appropriate, again, going down the list, what do you have? Why do you have it? Should I have it? Get rid of the stuff you don't need, right? Same thing with data as it is with so, infrastructure. And then go ahead. Let's well let's let's dive into uh, so you know the because we're talking about a specific instance here uh, of versioning, which is one of the the storage cost drivers. Uh, certainly, turning on versioning and, and not setting a policy, not adding a rule to uh, uh, manage out those versions, uh, can lead to uh, all sorts of problems. Uh, one of them that I think people don't understand is that even if you delete an object in an S3 bucket with versioning turned on, that object is stored plus all of its previous versions are stored forever and ever until you have a policy created that says, you know, take any deleted or take any non-current object and actually get rid of it. So that's a good uh, tidbit. Yeah. Probably people don't know if you go, if I have versioning turned on and I have two years worth of versions and I go delete that file in the S3 bucket, all two years of those versions are still there. Cause I'm just deleting yep. the current object. When I do that, I'm, I'm actually marking it for deletion. It's still stored as a version. It's still there. <laughs> that's true. So right, that's you true. have to have a policy that actually yeah. removes those. So, so what are the other, what are the other cost drivers with storage that our listeners might be aware of, uh, probably are, but, but you kind of want to holistically tie this all together, uh, for those who, who haven't had to deal with these, what are the sorts of things to look out for Jason? Well, I think along the same lines of versioning, because it's dealt with in the same sort of process, um, is the concept of moving. Uh, data between storage classes, right? Uh, again, I would first start off by asking the question why, right? Because a lot of times we just default to saving data, right? And we say, oh, well, we can save it all. We'll just throw it to Glacier or throw it to infrequent access S3. The first question still should be, do we need this data? But let's say we do. There are options to move your data as it ages to lower performing, cheaper storage classes within you know, blob storage like Azure or S3 uh, or object storage like Azure blob and S3 with uh, AWS. So you can life cycle it to cheaper, less, um, uh, you know, less, less expensive forms of storage. Um, you know, size is also a big, big, you know, the more data you store, the more you're going to pay for it. That's another big cost driver. Um, and so from an S3 and that's, so from an S3 perspective, we can move, do you want to move to EBS? EBS, you're talking about, again, size, throughput, uh, generation, and utilization all lead 
to the storage cost drivers. Um, and life cycling, again, EBS volumes falls under infrastructure life cycling. That's going to be covered with you doing infrastructure life cycling to make sure that that's going. But you can also life cycle snapshots in and out. Um, there's just a whole bunch of things that you can do from a storage perspective that should be done. But so let's, 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 let's yeah. Yeah, so let's break this down into a list. So uh, versioning we touched on, of course. We also have the snapshot uh, backup issue, which, again, having to set a policy that says you need to scrub old snapshots, scrub old backups, because uh, you really only need a finite set of, of backups to get back to. Uh, so that's, that's right. two. And snapshots are for short periods of time. Correct. Not Correct. long. That's right. So um, we're also we also need to think in terms of uh, storage class. So uh, uh, and that's true not just of S three but also of things like EBS. Where you know, do you really need to pay for the high IO, uh, really rapid access, provision throughput, IOPS, all right. that? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So you want to be careful there because certainly uh, you can create, <laughs> uh, uh, I've done this, uh, create code to deploy infrastructure uh, uh, that I need for something high performance. And then I do a, you know, control A, control C, control V uh, for something else. And I didn't go and change the, the storage class that, that I needed or, or, well, other things. I've made those mistakes. Um, so, you know, that's important as well. Uh, also thinking in terms of generation, right? Actually, sometimes uh, upgrading EBS volumes can result in actually lower costs. So you want to be aware of kind of cost. Higher from, uh, performance. Uh, that's right. H higher that's performance right. for cheaper costs. GP2, yeah, like in AWS's case, GP2 to GP3. Um, yes. Don't forget, yeah, this... And the uh, over allocation, underutilization of EBS is it happens right? all the time. because it's happens all the time. It's not. It's you know, hey, I need to allocate two hundred gig to this. People are still thinking about deploying stuff in VMware, right? And that's what it is, really. At the end of the day, when it when really in AW or in AWS or Azure, resizing a disk, even though it's like that in VMware, but resizing a disk is really easy. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so let's let's talk about some of the techniques. I think I think the first thing to think about is a lot of this has to do with policy. A lot of this has to do with rules that are already supported inside the providers that will help you manage that storage. So when you think about uh, uh, the storage tier you're on, um, you can you can auto tier uh, your um, uh, auto tier your data. Um, you can also um, make sure you're setting policies for versioning uh, uh, in in removing old versions or cleaning that up you can set policies around your backup and how much uh how much of, of that uh continuity related data that you want to store so that's that's important there but i think that maybe some of the areas that people don't think about is when you're thinking in terms of what the data is actually used for uh, you can start to take advantage of the infrastructure in different ways. So, for instance, if I have a temporary place that I'm staging data, let's say it's in an S3 bucket, I'm just going to use an easy example. Um, I, I can actually have that S3 bucket, and I, and I don't need to save this data. Um, I can have processes that delete that data, but I can also have the S3 bucket. Actually, I can set a policy to scrub what's in that S3 bucket and auto-remove it after a certain period of time. So I can say, hey, anything mm -hmm. after seven days, when it hits seven days in age, just get rid of it because I don't. I'm not doing any more processing with it after that seven days. That'll continue to to kind of auto uh, uh, keep clean that storage bucket for me. Um, the, the, you know, 
it's taking advantage of the infrastructure. And honestly, you know, in the uh, old days of having the infrastructure inside of the data center, this wasn't really something that was available. You had to write code to go do this. Now it's sort of natively uh, a technique that you can use. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> VMware loved over allocating because you yeah. paid by memory or CPU, right? Oh, absolutely. And the hardware vendors loved over allocating because you had to buy more compute, more hardware, right? The cloud providers love this too, but because you now pay per widget, whereas before it was kind of, you know, obfuscated through, like I have a thousand virtual machines sitting on know, hundreds of, nodes and sand it's like you know so if if i'm an engineer and i go spin up a server which we don't really need and then i over allocate it give it 200 gig of memory not that many people are going to see that because there isn't a direct cost associated with that in your legacy well now that everything you have a cost associated with everything and so your inventory list comes with the exact cost of said thing, right? So you know when you built it, why it's there, what's the purpose, and you can do all these things. So the, the, the amount of data that we have now about our environments just lends its hand to us being able to make sure that it's running more efficiently and effectively. It's just unfortunate that we, we still, it is, one, we don't dedicate, like you said, we're not telling the teams engineering teams, this is important, go make sure it's cleaned up. Um, so we have to start doing that. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it is something that lends its hand definitely to how cloud is utilized and built. We can now understand all of these charges, we can correlate all these things, and we can make sure we have what we should have, which is why operating in the cloud is actually cheaper operating internally it's because you can actually know everything you have what you pay for it why and as long as you have good processes in place you're going to and, and tools to help you do it you're going to be in a good position done well done right done with the right tools it is honestly yes absolutely much cheaper to operate in the cloud the problem is nearly every organization that i've worked with worked in consulted with or we've talked to from a tenacity perspective has had a gap in that efficiency of managing their cloud spend. Um, and Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's the real issue to address. And that's what we're trying to get to, uh, in this podcast. So, um, any parting thoughts, Jason? All good. Awesome. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Get out to tenacity.ai, download the cloud cost optimization handbook. Uh, we'll have all sorts of tips and techniques just like this inside of the handbook, constantly updating it uh, with ways that you can uh, proactively manage your environment. Uh, and, you know, uh, always looking for feedback from the community as well. Thanks for listening, everyone. Mm-hmm.